0: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are talking all things pixels and Facebook ad retargeting. And I could never, ever do this episode alone. So I have my good friend and sidekick when it comes to Facebook ads, Rick Mulready. How are you doing, Rick?
1: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm we're a little good. punchy today.
0: <laughs> we're a little punchy today. Before we get on these podcast episodes, we talk for a good half hour to plan out what we want to teach and all that good stuff. And I'm in a little bit of a punchy mood, and so is Rick. So this might be an extra good episode.
1: I said, you know, once once we get on here, like let's just be real here. Let's talk about what's <laughs> been going on. That we're a little bit fired up, but hey, this is just normal stuff, right? And I said, How, Rick, what do you happens?
0: mean fired up? And you said,
1: we got a lot going on, and we're a little overwhelmed right now. <laughs> a lot to do, and we're trying to figure out how to get it all done Not and have mention, a life at the same time.
0: Exactly. Not to mention, you have a three-day event starting tomorrow morning.
1: Yes, exactly. From when we're recording this, I'm going into a three-day, a three-day event. Yes, that's three days all day.
0: I. That's that's a lot of work. A lot of work. It's,
1: it's amazing. What, but what a lot of people I don't know that they they know about me is I'm quite introvert. I'm an introvert, and so. I love to teach. Like I, it is like, it's my passion and I love doing it in person, but I do have to recover after, yes. after that. And especially with like three straight days, I do need to, I'll recover after that.
0: You're going to have to take some time off. I'm always telling Rick after a live event, you need to take some time off. And then he always tells me I will, but I have this one thing like you're, yeah. where are you flying to on Sunday morning?
1: Well, I, that's it's. I'm going up to Northern California to to deal with some family stuff. So, so. it's a
0: you know you're going to support family, which is a great Correct. thing. But you're still yes. always on the go. So hopefully yes. when you get back from Northern Cal, you'll take some time off.
1: I am leave Amy and I are leaving on His May wife, 31st to go me. to to go to <laughs> Europe. Yes, that's true. My wife Amy, <laughs> we're going to Europe on May 31st. We're going to Amsterdam, Paris. London for a few days and then back to Paris. So
0: fun. they
1: about three weeks. So yes, that, that vacation is coming up in June.
0: That will be great. So that's really fun. I forgot to tell you, I haven't even told you this, but guess what's new in my life. I know you guys are probably thinking, let's get to it guys, but this is good.
1: (laughs) I don't even know what this this is. What is it?
0: Hobie and I just bought a 1970 Scout.
1: I was just going to say, did you get a Scout?
0: I forgot. I you told did? you we were looking. Yes. We've been looking for a long time. We really yeah. wanted a vintage car and we really love Scouts. And we did. And it's gold, but like an amazing color gold.
1: Oh, that, yes. I thought you meant gold like as an awesome. Well, it but is you know, very awesome. You mean it's like literally gold, like the color gold.
0: Yes. It's the I color gold. I cannot
1: wait to see this.
0: I know. When I showed it, I actually ha- can't believe I didn't show it to you. I'll post it on Instagram soon. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it. But I showed James Wedmore because he's got a vintage car. Yeah. What is it? Yep. It's the bus.
1: Yeah, he's got a
0: VW bus. VW bus. That's right. Yep. So I knew he'd appreciate it. And I showed it to him and he said, I cannot believe you and Hobie have a gold car. That is so amazing. I know.
1: When did you get this? I cannot believe I'm learning about this on the podcast I know. Right now. I
0: haven't talked to you in a few days. We just <laughs> got it two days ago. And okay. it needs some mechanical work. So Hobie is literally taking it to the mechanic right now. We knew that was the case. Yeah. But... It's Instagram worthy. It's pretty sexy. I cannot Instagram wait to show worthy. it to you. It's who, really just a weekend cruiser.
1: I was going to say, who drives this now?
0: Well, I really want to drive it and it's an automatic, but okay. it's really tough to drive. So Hobie says he needs to get it, whip it into shape before I'm going to be driving it because it's not comfortable yet.
1: Like no power steering? kind of. right,
0: right. right. Oh,
1: okay. You just got to crank on the steering wheel.
0: Yes. And you got to really push on the brakes and that scares me. <laughs> So (laughs) we need to get this in a little bit better order, but I'm very excited and it's just a fun thing. And I feel like lately I haven't been doing a lot of fun stuff. I've been all about work, work, work. I know you can relate. I know many people listening right now can relate. You put your head down and you get into it. And then I realized this isn't feeling really fun right now. So Hobie and I have been talking about this scout forever. And then I started to do some research because I am a master researcher. (laughs) And of course I found one right away. So and we got and it a on bit of, eBay. A little
1: bit of a control freak too.
0: Okay, maybe so. But you could just keep that out of the conversation. <laughs>
1: so I'm I can't wait to see the excited. scout. I know. I'll I'm so you excited picture. about this. Love it.
0: I'm really excited. So I forgot to tell you that. So I guess I just shared it with everyone. And I haven't even put it on social media yet. So you all are hearing it, except for the first time in a long time, I am way ahead of myself. So we're recording this way in advance. So it's not coming out for a few weeks. So by the time this comes out, many people will have already seen it.
1: Yeah. They're going to be like, "Uh, this is old news, Amy. Yeah. I saw this. Couple of-
0: <laughs> Been there, done that. I'll yeah. hold off for
1: a few weeks. Yeah, so. Gee, g- g- thanks, Amy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That wasn't as fun, I guess. I didn't even think. See, this is why you shouldn't batch, right?
1: <laughs> no, no. We should batch. We should.
0: <laughs> oh, dang it. Well, okay. So here we go. We're going to get to it. We're talking pixels and retargeting. And Rick and I have put together a really nice outline so we can ease into all of this because I'm going to tell you guys right now, pixels are not my favorite topic. Rick does a great job of explaining pixels. At the end, we're going to give you a link to a really great article that he's prepared around pixels. But first, I want you to hear him talk about it. And we're just going to ease into this conversation because it can get really confusing. At least it does in my mind. So are you ready, Rick?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it. All
0: right. My first question Now, for those of you who know Pixels, stay with us because we're going to get into a lot of questions that people have actually sent us in advance. So we're going to get into everything related to this whole Pixel conversation and retargeting, but we're going to start at the top. So number one, what is the Facebook Pixel and what is its purpose?
1: I think the proper question is, as somebody put it, what the heck is
0: a a Pixel? Laura in my group said, she actually said, what the hell is a pixel? And I said, Rick, maybe we should say heck, but yeah. I guess I just said it.
1: We'll keep it, yeah. We'll keep it clean. <laughs> but and, and I'm I'm glad you caveated this, Amy, with with like, look, like if you guys know pixels already, we are going to be talking about a variety of different things when it comes to the Pixel today. So we'll start with the foundational stuff and and then kind of move move through. But the the Facebook Pixel is a is a piece of JavaScript code that Facebook gives you. So it's not something that you have to like come up with yourself or generate or anything like that it's within your facebook account and you can go to the pixel section in ads manager and it will you have a facebook pixel assigned to your facebook account and so that's the first thing and i know that we're going to uh, we have some questions a little bit down further about what's the difference between a facebook pixel and a conversion pixel it's just one pixel now and facebook they phased out the conversion pixel in mid february so it used to be that there were two pixels. One that built retargeting audiences and one that tracked that you were able to use to track conversions. Well, Facebook has one pixel. They've actually had this now for a while, like over a, over a year now. But officially, as of... I think I forget what the exact date in February of 2017, they phased out the conversion pixel. So there's only one pixel. And you get one Facebook pixel per Facebook account. And the purpose of this pixel is to basically track the actions that people are taking on your website or on your landing page and also to track conversions. So this is where it allows you to build retargeting audiences based on where people are going on your website, what, you know, what visitors are, are coming to, like a landing page that you've set up. But also it allows you to track conversions. You know, People who are coming to your registration page or coming to your sales page or your opt-in page... And then actually getting to the next page there yeah. on that thank you page. That's, you know, whatever the action is that that counts as a conversion for you, the pixel can track that.
0: Okay. That was really good. You made it sound easier done? than it feels like. And we're done. Let's, let's jump <laughs> on.
1: Drop the mic.
0: Okay. So here's the next question for you. How yeah. do you set up the Facebook pixel?
1: Okay. So we want to go into ads manager. So we'll go into our Facebook account, into our ads manager, and then we want to go to the little... Facebook calls this... And apparently, it's like a design term, the little three lines in the upper left-hand corner of ads manager. They call it a hamburger.
0: Okay. Let me tell you guys something really fast. Rick told me this already, (laughs) but I think this is one of your favorite things, Rick. You love that it's called a hamburger.
1: Do you hear how giddy I get when I talk talk about it Because I think
0: it's like a Facebook insider thing. And so (laughs) I think you feel cool with this information.
1: I was at... I did a one day event two weeks ago in Laguna Beach and I talked about it. And they were and this girl goes, Yeah, it's a designer term. Oh like not not she wasn't like snarky, but she was just like, No, 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 it's like a designer term. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm well, like, was, I love it.
0: It was news to me. So just to it, make sure if you guys missed what we're talking about, when you go into that power editor, upper left corner, the three lines. Yeah. It's a hamburger.
1: Uh, same, yeah. Ads manager, power editor, they still have the three lines, they call it the hamburger. Anyway, that's your menu. So if you click on that and you go to all tools and you have a whole bunch of options there, you're gonna see a pixels option. So when you when you click into that, that's where you can view your pixel code and grab it, meaning grab it, like copy it. And then from there, as far as where do you how do you set it up, it's gonna go in. So let's start with your website. It would go in your website's theme. Okay, and it's gonna go in the header tag section. If you have no idea what I'm talking about here, there are some... If you use WordPress, there are some WordPress themes that will help you do this. You can simply just Google WordPress conversion tracking plugins or something like that. Or you can even do WordPress, Facebook, Pixel plugins, that sort of thing. And you'll get all kinds of free ones there. They're super easy to use. And it will show you exactly where it goes in your website's theme. But it goes in your header section of your, of your theme. Okay. When you do that... That means it's now covering every page on your website. That's only step one, though. So the pixel placed is step one. The next step you've got to do when you want to be setting up these retargeting audiences is actually go into Ads Manager and set those audiences up. So for example, okay, great. I want to build an audience of people, of anybody visiting my website in the past, whatever, 30 days. Okay, great. I can set that audience up. Now I can say, I want to build an audience of anybody coming to my complete guide to the Facebook Ad Pixel article. Okay, great. I can grab that URL. I can build a retargeting audience of people coming to that specific page. So step one is getting that pixel placed. Step two, which a lot of people miss. They think the pixel is placed. Okay, great. That's all I have to do. I'm building retargeting audiences. No, that's not the case. The, the step two is super important. You've got to create those audiences next. Now, that's retargeting. The other part of this is how you use the pixel is for conversion tracking. So again, the pixel is going to go on whatever page marks the conversion for you. So in very simple terms, for example, if we are running a webinar and we are we have our webinar registration page, after somebody opts in, they usually land on the next page. It's like, thank you for registering. Right. Well, that's where you want to make sure that the Facebook pixel is on that thank you page. You're going to want it on both pages. But to mark the conversion, it's got to be on that thank you page. So again, step one, put the pixel on that page. Step two is you've got to set up the conversion at that point. And then from there, you have two different options. You have a custom conversion and then standard events. And I think that's the next thing that we're going to be talking about here. Now, the custom conversion is the easiest to set up. You're limited right now to 40 of them. But a custom conversion, all you need to do is once that pixel is placed you can very simply... Again, I'm talking simple terms here. You can grab the URL of that thank you page. And then as you're setting up the custom conversion... And you'll see custom conversions, by the way, in the hamburger in the menu there. So you click on that to set up that custom conversion. And it'll walk you through. It actually looks a lot like setting up a retargeting audience. So you would just grab the URL of the thank you page, put it into... And we can put a screenshot if you want of this, Amy, in the show notes page for you. I and mean, it could be super make it a little bit easier to for a visual aspect of it. But just what you use the URL of the thank you page, and then that's how you create the the custom conversion. You could even put a value on it if you wanted to. Let's just say this conversion is worth, I don't know, $97. You can put a value in there, that sort of thing. So that's the custom conversion. That's the easiest one to do. Like that's very, very for most people out there for like basic stuff. The custom conversion is going to be very ample to, to track conversions. The next way to do, and this is a little, little bit more advanced, is using those standard events. And so you get the different standard events. Facebook gives you things like checkout or registration or a lead or that's that sort of thing. And you have different standard event codes that you would say, okay, for the webinar registration, okay, I'm going to grab the registration standard event, for example. And it's a little snippet of code. And you would take that and insert it into the pixel on that thank you page. And so now I can see people right now listening to this be like, what the heck did he just say? Again, this is a little bit more advanced when it comes to tracking conversions, but it's really not. It's actually, it's really not that bad as, as, as it may sound as we're explaining this. All you do is you grab the corresponding standard event code. Again, like if we're, we're tracking a webinar registration, we could grab the registration one and we take that little snippet of code insert it into the pixel and they show you where it goes facebook t- tells you where it goes and that again that goes on the thank you page and then you can give it a name and you're good to go so that's the different way the two different ways to track conversions okay so we've just talked about what the pixel is what the purpose is how do you set it up and then the two functions that it's doing as far as the conversions go custom conversions and standard events now We talked about before, and I'll stop talking here in a second, Amy.
0: No, this is good. I swear, I cannot explain it as good as you. So you're on fire.
1: We talked about this as we got going here. Now, we are recording... Is it okay to say when we're recording this? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it's any secret or anything. (laughs) We are recording this on May 17th. And Facebook has just recently announced that they're making a change to the Facebook Pixel. Which is going into effect on May 20th. So three days from now. Okay, but everyone and,
0: hold your horses because yeah, it's not what you think.
1: It's not as bad as we think. And Facebook hasn't really released a whole lot of information about this, other than, and I'm actually going to read exactly what they have what they've sent me about this. Basically, they're enhancing the pixel. They're trying to make the pixel smarter to improve the results of your ads and the delivery of your of your ads. So that's a good thing. And I think that this is. I think what this update's going to be is all on the back end. Like, we're, I, I don't, I really don't feel like it's going to be a whole lot that we have to do. And I'll caveat right now, Amy, like, if you're cool with it, if, if any kind of big changes comes up that we, you know, need to go back and talk about, we'll do another episode on it. And then we'll talk, we'll talk about what this, this change is. But I mean, I if really, it's bigger
0: than we think, we'll just redo this episode. Like, you guys yeah. won't be hearing this if it's bigger, but we don't <laughs> think it's going to be that.
1: We really don't. And, and the reason to that is like Facebook has, not really released a whole lot of information. Whenever they've made a big update to the pixel, like they've let you know like months in advance. Whereas like this has just really recently started to trickle out. They're being really vague about it. So I really think that it's not going to be that big a deal. They're just saying that the Facebook pixel is going to start sending more context... And I'm reading from, from what they sent me. More contextual information from your website to better understand and categorize the actions that people take on your site to optimize for ads delivery. All that means is they're working on in the back end to make the pixel smarter to get you better results. Okay. And then one more thing that they say is this additional information that is going to be sent through the pixel is going to include actions on your page. Like if you have an add to cart button or the purchase button. Okay. And it's going to be reading the the pages. And again, I don't want to get too technical here, but it's going to be reading the pages metadata to learn more what type of actions that people are taking on your on your page. Again, I really don't think this is going to be anything that we have to really do on our end. Maybe if we are using those standard events for like add to cart for example, maybe we don't have to do that. Again, this is more advanced for if we're tracking those types of things. A lot of like e-commerce people, e-commerce businesses are doing this sort of thing, more advanced stuff. But Outside of that, I really don't think it's going to be, you know, that we are going to see a big change on our end. It's going to be a back-end change that the Pixel, they're making some changes to the Pixel to make it smarter. And this functionality is going into effect on May 20th, three three days from when we're recording this.
0: I know. And I feel like... I get ahead with my batching and then we hear something like that. But again, I always have you guys covered. So if we need to change anything, edit this out, whatever, by the time you hear it, it will be solid one way or the other. So don't you worry.
1: Yeah, I think the important thing, though, is the the foundations of what we're talking about here are not going to change. They're not changing. And so understanding the fundamentals here of what we're talking about in the foundation, that's what's going to help you with your, with your Facebook ads.
0: Because I think that's what is most important. And this is what Rick and I were talking about before I hit record. And that is that I want my audience, I want all of you to really understand what a pixel does, what it's about, why you need one, which is basically everything that we started with in this conversation when Rick started to really get on fire. I want you to understand the foundation so that when Facebook ads change in any way, because they do a lot, you have that solid understanding so you can ebb and flow with the changes versus feeling like you are so incredibly confused.
1: Yes. I was just having this conversation with somebody earlier today and we were talking about like what do we think is most important for people to understand when it comes to like when they're setting up Facebook ads. And I said hands down, understand the fundamentals of what they're doing so that when a tab moves five inches on the screen or a button looks a little bit different, they can click on it and they can figure out, oh, you know what? I get it. I understand what that's doing. It may be called something differently or might look a little bit different, but I get it because once I've clicked on here, it makes sense to me because I understand the foundation. Yes. And that's what we're talking about here with the Pixel. Definitely.
0: Definitely. no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? Okay. So as I mentioned, I collected a bunch of questions from those of my students that are in some of my groups. And we kind of alluded to the fact that Laura was saying, what the heck is a pixel? Then she said, when does one use a pixel? And you already talked about that. How does one use a pixel? We talked about how to set it up. And then fourth, she says, how does one measure efficiency of Mm. said pixel? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Yes, that's a great question. so in once you've set the pixel up and you've got the conversions, so in this case here, she's saying like as far as conversions go, how do you measure the efficiency of conversions i and that's how I'm reading her question here because I think part two of this question is retargeting, and to measure those conversions and the efficiency of of the pixel firing, you need to go into ads manager and then into. There's that performance, the uh, customized columns for the reporting, the drop-down menu over on the right-hand side there of Ads Manager. You just want to click that and go to Customize Columns. And that way, you can select all the different data points that you want to see in your Ads Manager in your reporting. And so you'd want to go to... I'm actually pulling up Ads Manager on my end right now. should have had this up here. But you go to Customize Columns and you're going to go to Conversions, under Conversions, On the left-hand column there, you're going to see website. And so this is where you're going to see all of the pixel stuff. So depending on if you did the custom conversion or you're using standard events, you will see it here in the list. And all you do is check the box next to whatever option that you want to see and then click apply and it will be in your report. And that's that's how you see... And again, I'm oversimplifying it, but essentially, because we're not talking about a specific action that we're tracking here, you want to go into customized Columns, click on in the Conversion section, click on Website, and then there's things like the Facebook Pixel or the Cost Per Website Lead or the Conversion Value. It depends on what you've set up and is what you select. And then there's a, se- a section for Custom Conversions. So custom conversions, and it lists out all the custom conversions that you may have set up by by name. So for example, for me, like purchase of FB Advantage. So I can check that box. It'll show up in my report. So you want to use the reporting feature.
0: Nice. This is good stuff. Cool. Okay. So before we get to a bunch of other questions that yeah. were sent in... I want to stay with kind of the upper level. We talked about pixels, just pixels 101. And remember, guys, at the end, I'm going to give you a link so that you can check out an entire pixel 101 article that Rick has been working on. But before we get there, let's talk about retargeting because this episode is about pixels and retargeting, retargeting in the sense of how that relates to pixels. So first, before we get there, what is retargeting?
1: Retargeting is, I mean in the easiest sense is you are showing an ad to somebody who's, also, who's already looked at a specific piece of content. So for example, if you go on Amazon and you look at, I don't know, a Kindle, for example, like purchasing a Kindle, but you don't, you don't buy it. And then you're surfing the net later that day and you see a very nice ad. You're not on Amazon, but you see an, an ad for Amazon and that Kindle you were looking at, that's retargeting. They're showing you that ad it's relevant to you because you were looking at that specific piece of content earlier.
0: That reminds me. There's an episode that Rick and I did. We'll link to it in the show notes. So the show notes are at amyporterfield.com forward slash 163. Rick and I did an episode about retargeting. I don't know if you remember this, Rick, but it was one of my favorite episodes because we talked about retargeting, what it was all about. We got into the specifics, and then you and I started riffing off all these different ways we were retargeting. Yep. And we didn't yep. even plan that, but we kept saying, "Oh, but I've tried this and I've tried that." And I thought it was really valuable for all of my listeners. So, I'll make sure to link to that cuz we can get into this even deeper, but we already have on another episode.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I said like the simplest form of to explain retargeting is you're just showing an ad, a relevant ad to somebody who's already viewed a piece of content of yours.
0: Okay, so that and, and, leads me to when do pixels and retargeting go together?
1: Well, you can't retarget... Well, <laughs> I was just gonna say, you can't, you can't retarget a piece of content or your website or a landing page, people who visited one of those things without the pixel. like The pixel has to be in place. Because Facebook has to be able to know that. Like, all right, somebody visited your website. So now we're going to retarget them on Facebook. Well, Facebook, the pixel is what allows them to know that they visited your you know, your opt-in page or your website, that sort of thing.
0: So when you want to retarget somebody that has come to a specific blog post or specific show notes for your podcast, or they went to your opt-in page to sign up for your webinar, but then they never opted in. So you want to get out in front of them again, inviting them back to sign up for your webinar. That's when your Facebook pixel comes into play. You set it up in advance, then you can track where they are actually landing on your assets. So what you can't do is you can't retarget somebody else's website traffic or somebody else's opt-in page. We're just talking about yours specifically. I got that question recently. So I wanted to make that clear. Now, this is different than let's say retargeting people that have viewed a video of yours on Facebook. Yeah. We're going to yep. get to that in a moment. That's a question somebody asked. That's a different type of retargeting that actually doesn't include pixels. We're going to get there. So yep. just stay stay with us here and we'll dive in. Good?
1: Yeah. and just, yeah. Before we move on to that, I was, I was just going to say that. So yeah, I'm glad we're going to talk about that here in a minute. You mentioned, I know that people are, are, are probably saying, okay, Amy, you just mentioned, I want to target people who landed on my webinar registration page, but didn't register. Or they landed on my opt-in page, but didn't opt in. So basically, you want the pixel on both of the pages, like your opt-in or your registration page, and then on the thank you page. Because then what you can do is say, Okay, I want to build an audience of people landing on my registration page and also an audience who are coming to my thank you page. And so then what you can do is you can say, Okay, now I want to target my ad to that audience of people coming to my registration page, but exclude the audience that are landing on the thank you page. And okay. by doing that, I'm targeting people who went to my registration page, but didn't register. They didn't make it to the thank you page.
0: Okay. So I know you've said this already, but let's say it again. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. them where they do that setup.
1: Gotcha. So it, let's just say we're using lead pages. And so we, we want to make sure that the, the, the pixel, we grab the pixel from Ads Manager in the pixels section. And there's a few different ways you can grab the pixel, by the way. It doesn't have to be in the pixels section. But you grab the pixel from your ads manager. You would place the pixel in the header section of your registration page and your lead page's registration page For in this example. And also your thank you page. Okay, great. We've placed our pixel. Now we have to make sure that we go back into ads manager in the audiences and create the retargeting audiences for people visiting each of those pages. And so what you can do there, you can. there's an option that says... People visiting a specific page, but not another. And so all you'd have to do is grab the URL of your registration page. So visiting this page and then exclude this audience. And it, we're excluding the, the URL of the thank you page.
0: So really quickly, you mm-hmm. let's say you're in the power editor. You go to the hamburger and yep. you're looking for audiences.
1: Yeah. And exactly. then
0: in there, that's where you're setting up what I call rules. Is that what they're called? Setting up these yeah, essentially, rules? Essentially. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. So I just wanted to kind of move people back there because they're thinking, okay, where the heck am I doing all this? Okay. So now that you've done an amazing job of setting up the foundation of pixels and retargeting as they relate to pixels, let's get into some of the specific questions that were asked.
1: Now let's build the house, right? Let's build the house. We've laid the foundation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number one is from Donna. And Donna says, I get confused about putting a pixel on a specific page When I already have added it to my website, I know how to add it to the page itself, but I'm not clear on why I'm doing it or what it accomplishes when I do it.
1: Hmm. That's a great question. So it depends on what the goal is. And I'm assuming here just from reading this question that what Donna's talking about is tracking the conversion. So she's hearing, okay, I need to make sure the pixel is on a specific page. There's a few different scenarios here. I don't know the full information or the full context of what Donna's question here. But let's just say... let's. So I get... Con- I'm reading your question back. I get confused about putting a pixel on a specific page when I already have it added to my website. Okay, great. If you've got the pixel in your website's theme, it's now covering all the pages in your site. You then... That's step one, as I mentioned before. You then have to go in and, and create the audiences that you want to, to target, that you want to build. And you might have 500 different audiences or you might have five. But like the basic, for example, is I want to build an audience of anybody coming to my website in the past 30 days. Okay, great. Or if there's a specific blog post that I want to build an audience of people coming to that, you know, you have the fill it up formula, right? Is that what you right call Right, right. Yeah. So you're saying, okay, I want, to, I want to run an ad to a specific blog post on my website so that I can retarget those people with a registration or an opt-in offer after that. Okay, great. So the pixel is already on my site, but now I need to create an audience of the blog post page that I want to build that retargeting audience for.
0: And that's so where to, I'm saying you're creating a rule. Like anytime yeah. someone visits this URL, which is your yep. specific blog post, yep. then put them into this special targeting group.
1: Exactly. Which is yep. an audience. And exactly. And then you can go and, and then you can target your ads to that audience once you've built up some people in that in that audience. The second part of her question, I know how to add it to the page itself, but I'm not clear on why I'm doing it or what it accomplishes when I do it. So we've just covered that from a retargeting standpoint. Now let's talk about it from like a conversion standpoint. So if the thank you page of the conversion is within your website, and you're using a custom conversion to track that conversion, all you need at that point is the thank you is the URL of the thank you page. That's all you need because you've already placed the pixel on your website... And so now it's tracking all it's it's covering all the pages on your site. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. The other way to think about it too is if you have your pixel on your website but you're also using like lead pages for example, you will still have to place the pixel on those lead pages.
0: Every okay. page guys. So every time you make a new lead page, whether it's a webinar replay page, a thank you page, an opt-in page, each of those pages you must manually Add yep. your Facebook pixel in the header tag.
1: Yeah, because they're separate. That's separate from your your website. That's yeah. separate. Yeah. Okay. Great. I think, I think that answers Donna's question.
0: It does. And let's jump to Michelle's question because we were just talking about adding it to lead pages. And I know mm, this is yep. a little bit more of an advanced question. So if this is a little bit over your head, if you're just starting out, earmuffs. Don't worry about this just yet because I don't want to overwhelm anyone. But Michelle says, "Why does my Facebook conversion stat differ a lot from my lead pages notification from the same campaign?" So yep. I, she's seeing different numbers yeah. in Facebook Power Editor.
1: We all do, and yep. lead
0: pages. Why is that?
1: Yeah, this is a very, very common thing. And the first thing to understand, and this is, this is going to be sort of maddening to hear, but your the, the numbers are always going to be different. There's always going to be a variance. I remember back, for example, and this goes way back. I remember I've been in online advertising now for 17 years. And I remember years and years ago, there used to be a clause in the contracts that we were doing for these ad campaigns that there was a very like there was and I think I want to say like a 20% variance in the numbers like it was baked into a contract, meaning like, all right, the numbers that you see are probably going to be different from the numbers that are actually showing up in our report, for example. So this stuff is no different. So when you're using lead pages, lead pages are going to have a stat, you're going to see Facebook stats, and you're going to see a different number, hopefully not way off, but in your like email CRM. So like in your whatever, ActiveCampaign or MailChimp or Infusionsoft or whatever it is. So those numbers, there's always going to be a discrepancy in those numbers. Hopefully, they're not way off. Okay? So a couple of reasons why they're going to be off. Number one is they're, they're all different systems. They're all reading. Each system is, is, is independent, right? So Facebook stats are going to be their own stats. And then hopefully, hopefully, like I said, the other systems are fairly similar. And there is not these massive discrepancies, which I have heard from you know lots of people. Not super recently, but over the past couple of months, there was a time period where... I think Facebook was making some updates in the back end and their stats were like the the discrepancies were really, really big. I heard this a lot in a condensed period of time. So number one, understand that there's always going to be a discrepancy. Hopefully it's not too much. The second part of this that I do want to kind of throw in here is that right now, this has been this way for a little while, is the stats that you read in Power Editor are going to be different than an ads manager. And oh. I think that I think this is a, a what I've seen that this is just a, simply a bug. I would trust the numbers in Ads Manager. Okay, so just okay. to be just to be clear on that. The other reason, there's a couple of the reasons why, as far as why there's going to be this discrepancy, is from when Facebook is reading the conversion, for example, and when that is re- being reported. There's a little bit of a delay in Facebook's reporting when that when the conversion is being marked, as opposed to when that person like joins your email list or comes through lead pages, that's going to show up in their stats right away. So there's going to be a little bit of a lag there. Okay. And the other... What was the other thing? I just went blank on the other, oh, no. <laughs> the other thing. Oh, so <laughs> the other the other reason is if somebody like reloads, reloads a page, for example, or visits a page multiple times. So let's just say somebody lands on my thank you page after registering for a webinar. And it's got a little video there welcoming somebody and it has a couple of tips there someone says, Ooh, I can't watch this now. So I'm going to revisit. I'm going to come back to this page later and I'm going to revisit it. Well, Facebook might... Because you're coming from that Facebook ad, and if it's with... And again, I don't want to get too in the weeds here. If it's still within this attribution window... And again, again I don't want to go too technical here. But if it's still within the window of reporting, let's just say, Facebook could double count that. When you're coming back because that person did come from the Facebook ad originally and convert from the Facebook ad so if they're coming back to the page multiple times they might Facebook might see that as multiple conversions because they're visiting that page multiple times when in fact it's the same person
0: well I don't did I totally just lose you <laughs> a little bit but I'm just gonna say let's move on to the next one what do you <laughs> the, think
1: yes let's do it
0: okay so do you have anything else to say about that? I'm kind of just joking. I'm with you here. So are we good?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it is, this, this is such a great question. And Michelle, this happens all the time. I hear about it from my students on a daily basis. It, it is frustrating. Hopefully, again, the discrepancy isn't too bad. If the discrepancy is really, really big, I would actually reach out to Facebook directly. You can go to their, to their resources page and chat with them or email them. And let them know, like after you've checked that the pixel is placed correctly, we haven't even talked to Amy about the Facebook pixel helper. We didn't oh, even talk about... we
0: should... Okay. So that's a great advice to Michelle and whoever's listening. If it's a really big discrepancy, I would go directly to Facebook and ask. But here's another thing you can do just kind of on top of that. Talk about the Facebook pixel helper.
1: Yeah. This is a Chrome extension for the Chrome browser. Totally free. You can just Google... I'm going to link pixel- to it in
0: the show notes, but you can Google awesome. what? Yeah
1: google facebook pixel helper it'll be like the first the first result there download it add it to your chrome browser it's like a little bit little gray box with it's like a little bit looks like an See, i'm not a techie person it's like an html code type thing but it's a little tiny box and when you are on a page that has the facebook pixel on it and it's loading correctly it will light up for you well it'll actually light up to tell you that there's a pixel there and you can click the box and it will tell you whether it's good to go, whether it's set up correctly, or if there's an issue, and it will help it'll help troubleshoot what the issue is. Like this is a an awesome little tool here, totally free. So that once you've checked make sure the pixel, okay, cool, the pixel is working correctly, it's firing, I can see it on there, everything is good to go. Conversions are happening, but my numbers are way out of whack here. Then I would actually reach out to Facebook directly.
0: Cool. To ask okay. them.
1: Can I add one quick tip yes. for, for, the Pixel, for the Pixel Helper? Yeah. I did this for leading up to when I launched my Ad Manager program. And I just... For people who registered for the webinar, I gave this tip in an email. And I got more responses on this than I've ever gotten from a quick tip like this. If you're looking to manage ads for other businesses, a great in with them is to have the Facebook Pixel Helper go to their site. And if they don't have a Facebook Pixel on their site you can tell like you'll be able to tell from the pixel helper and then you can go you can go to them and say look you're missing a massive opportunity here by not pixeling your site and then you can use everything we're talking about here today all the opportunities that they have that they're missing out on
0: nice little tip there i like it little 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 money maker yeah very good
1: (laughs) i had people tell me they're like i use this tip within a couple of days i had clients what yeah that's
0: golden i love it
1: okay not as gold as the scout
0: Very true. It's nothing (laughs) golden like that, Scout. Just wait to see it. So the next question is from Daisy, which can you get even cuter name than that? So Daisy says, what's the difference between a Facebook account pixel and a conversion pixel? And then it says, how Mm -hmm. do you create the conversion pixel, where to place it on your website and how to use it for retargeting? Which we just already talked about all of that, Daisy. So you should be really happy there. But what's the difference between a Facebook pixel and a conversion pixel?
1: Yeah, the difference is that there's no no longer two different pixels. So like we talked about in the very beginning, there's just one Facebook pixel per Facebook Ads account. It used to be that we had the we had a you know, a custom audience pixel, retargeting pixel and a conversion pixel. No longer. The conversion pixel went away in February of 2017, so we just have the one pixel. And then we've covered We've already covered like how to create it, where to place it, and so forth.
0: Good stuff. Okay. Moving on to Natalie's question. Is there a significant difference between the Facebook Pixel and Google remarketing?
1: Ooh, Natalie, I love it. We're getting a little more advanced here. <laughs> so there's a different I mean, the action, I don't
0: actually know what Google remarketing is.
1: Well, um, this is where like so you can Google has its own Pixel. So you'd place that pixel, for example, on your website and you know, in the in the theme, for example. And then you can do the same kind of retargeting around the net, though, but rather than just on Facebook.
0: Oh, I you, did you, know this because I've done this before. This is good.
1: Yeah. And, and this is where you could get into like, all right, you can do banner retargeting, text lay, you do search retargeting, you can do YouTube, like video, you, can, you do all different types of stuff. You know, the scope of Google, you can do the same type of the concept of retargeting that we're talking about on Facebook, you can also do within Google's network. You know, like They call it GDN or Google Display Network, where, again, if you visit... That's essentially what Amazon is doing, for example, when, we, when we're talking about the example before, is that they show you another display ad. Well, you can do the same thing. So if somebody comes to your webinar registration page, for example, you can go ahead and retarget them with a banner ad around the internet for your webinar registration. So is there a significant difference between the Facebook pixel and Google remarketing? There are two different pixels. There, there are two different types of retargeting, but it's really fun. And again, this is way more advanced stuff here when you can really do a complete picture where you're doing Facebook advertising, you're retargeting on Facebook, all that fun stuff, while also taking advantage of Google's remarketing. So now you're doing all different types of... You know, you're using different channels for your, for your online advertising
0: perfect. okay. So let's see here we got Donna Daisy, we did Natalie Michelle, We're on to Janice. Janice says, I put a Facebook pixel on my site. Where can I see the data? You did answer this, but let's remind him one more time.
1: Yeah, so just to make sure just to clarify it, Janice, we want to make sure you place the pixel on the site perfect don't forget to create the audiences, set up the conversion tracking if that's what you want to be doing. So it's step one, place the pixel. Step two, you have to set up those audiences or set up the conversion tracking. Okay. As far as where to see the data, that's going to be in Ads Manager. Under your columns drop-down, you go to Customize Columns, that's where you can pull up the reporting that you're going to see in Ads Manager. So as far as like conversions and stuff like that, there is a conversions section in the customized columns area and you go to website and then you would scroll through and find whichever one that you've set up, whether it's a custom conversion or a standard event, that sort of thing.
0: So do you think it's safe to say that when we're talking Facebook pixels, step one, I know you started with this conversation anyway to actually place the pixel. But step two is that you need to set up what I call your rules, which means what do you want to happen so that you can create special audiences to target?
1: Correct. Yes. Now keep in mind though that when you are doing conversions, you have to set up to be able to track those conversions. And that's a it's a little bit of a different rule because like and maybe correct me if i'm wrong, but when i'm thinking about what you're talking about Amy as far as the rules go, i think about like building the retargeting audiences.
0: I'm so is glad that, you brought that up. This is where i know how to do it, but it still gets confusing in my mind when i talk about it, so i'm so glad we mentioned this. I was talking about setting up the different audiences. But then you also have to set up what you're talking about. So explain Mm -hmm. that third thing.
1: As far as tracking conversions? Yeah. Well, that's where it comes down to like, all right, do I want to use a custom conversion to track these conversions or a standard event to track the conversions? Either way, the first step is placing that pixel on your thank you page, on the conversion page. The page that says,
0: yes, you just accomplished what you wanted to Mm -hmm. accomplish.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You got the lead
0: or whatever. In most cases, for my students, it's you got the brand new lead.
1: Yeah. And we haven't even... And I don't really know. I mean, I think it would be a disservice to this episode not to talk about this. But we can go in a whole different, like, more technical direction on this. But I will say that when you are tracking conversions, the pixel is designed to... You know, you hear all this, and I talk about this all the time, like the Facebook algorithm. The pixel is designed to get you results. It wants to learn the type of people that are converting on your page and find you more of those people. And so that, this is all going on in the, in, the, in the background. Okay, so this is what the pixel... This is what we are talking about before as far as the updates to the pixel. It's becoming smarter. When people convert, it's learning what type of people are converting. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, so your ad set on the ad set level for the for the pixel, you need to have between roughly 15 and 25 conversions or so per week for Facebook's algorithm to really learn what type of people are converting. So again, this it really comes down to the more data that you can give to Facebook to work with the smarter that your ads are going to get and the better results that you're going to get. This is often why you see when you're running like a conversions campaign. And again, I don't, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here. This is often this oftentimes why you see when you're running a conversions campaign, you'll see great results right at first. And then you'll kind of see oftentimes a little bit of a dive. But then over longer term, you start to see the cost go down and the results get better. Well, the reason for that is because the pixel is learning. It's getting smarter because you're getting you're getting more conversions against it. So you do really want to shoot for that fifteen to twenty five conversions or so per week for Facebook's algorithm to get smarter and to learn where to show your ads and get you better results.
0: Nice. That's good Boom. stuff. <laughs>
1: Boom. I, love- I told we me- could. That could be a whole episode in itself. That really could. But I do think like it would be a real disservice to this conversation not to talk about that.
0: Perfect. Okay. We're moving on to retargeting.
1: Are you ready? Wait, we we missed one.
0: Oh, Angela. Yes. You're right.
1: I have it right here. So I'll read it. Is that cool? Hit it. Do you have to keep making new pixels for every Facebook ad that you do? No. Again, this comes back to there's only one pixel per Facebook ads account. But for every campaign that you set up, whether it's tracking new conversions and stuff like that, then yes, you will set up new conversions for whatever campaign that you are running. As long as it's not like, you know, you're just restarting an old campaign that everything's already set up, you're good to go. So no, that's not a case of creating new pixels for every ad that you do.
0: Perfect. Okay. So now we're getting into retargeting, which is fewer questions came in around this topic, but I wanted to make that connection between Pixels and retargeting. And we talked about that from the very beginning, but do you think this is Raquel? How do you think say that? Rashal? Rashal. I think you might be right. I'm terrible at the name thing. We
1: we, we apologize.
0: (laughs) One of those is right. So we're just going to go with one of those. Retargeting. She says, how to really nail them. I need to know the essentials of running an effective retargeting ad. So yep. when Rick and I were going through this, I said, Rick, I think she needs some key principles here.
1: Yeah. So this really comes down to the way I like to describe how to use retargeting is how do we move people further along our sales funnel? Oh,
0: that's nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. So if, if our sales funnel is starting with our Facebook ad, for example, and we're sending people... Where do we want to send people to? We want to send people to a blog post or opt-in it, page?
0: Initially, let's yeah, send let's them just, to a blog post.
1: Okay, cool. So our funnel is starting with the ad, we're sending people to a blog post. And part of this strategy is to we wanna retarget, we want to give people that free content to warm them up, if you will. And then we want to retarget those people with some form of offer. And I mean offer that could be a free opt-in. You know, would they have to, you know, give you your name or name and email address for to download that cheat sheet PDF or whatever it might be, or maybe it's a webinar registration, that sort of thing. So retargeting, since we are able to... The pixels on our website, we're building an audience of those people coming to that specific blog post. Well, now we can build an audience of those people so that we can turn around and retarget them. And so what we'd want to do in that case is very likely... Most of us on our blog post pages have some sort of opt-in. Yeah. Well, what we can do is we can build an audience of people and say, Okay, I want to target people who came to that blog post, but exclude people who landed on that thank you page of the opt-in. Does okay. that make sense? It
0: does. Yep.
1: Okay, cool. Because now we know these are people who went to our blog post and didn't opt in when they were there. So now we want to retarget them with, again, some sort of offer. Again, it's, we're, we're using retargeting to move them further along our funnel. Because our funnel, our sales strategy here is Facebook ad to the blog post, retarget them, get them into a webinar, for example, and then webinar into a sale. A very, you know, very simple strategy that we're talking about. But you could also do is you could set up the retargeting for people who land on your webinar registration page, but don't make it to the thank you page again. They didn't register. Just because somebody lands on one of our pages and doesn't take the action doesn't mean they're not interested. The phone might have rang or somebody came to the door or the kid was crying or the dog was going crazy or whatever it might be. Maybe they weren't interested or maybe one of these other million things that you know, happens in our lives happened. So that's why retargeting comes into play as far as a, a principle of why we're using retargeting. We're using it to move people further along our sales funnel.
0: Gotcha. I like it. I think that's a great way to explain it. Moving on to the next question, Angela, how can I use retargeting for people who watch my live videos?
1: Yes. We awesome. hinted
0: at this question <laughs> earlier on.
1: Yeah. So this is another another perfect example of what we were just talking about with that previous, like how might we use retargeting? Well, just make sure you get this. When it comes to retargeting people who watch your video, there is no pixel involved. Yay, right? Yay!
0: I love a conversation with no pixels.
1: (laughs) No pixel. Okay. All you have to do is once you have your video, you got your Facebook, you know, video ad or a Facebook Live or whatever it is, you can go into Audiences, and then you go into custom. I have to... I'm actually going to look at it right now. Is that cool? Start at the hamburger. Hamburger, audiences, custom audiences. Yeah. I'm sorry. Create audience, then custom audience. And then the bottom option here is engagement on Facebook. And then top option right now is video. So you go into video and it says engagement and it has a field and it says choose a content type. And so now you've got six different options here where like people who viewed at least 3 seconds of your video, people who viewed at least 10 seconds, and then it moves into percentages. People who viewed 25%, people who watched 50%, people who watched 75% or people who watched 95%. And so what you can do here is set these audiences up based on how long people are watching your video. And so what I would suggest here is be really diligent about testing different lengths of, of time. Because... We would think that somebody who watches 75% of our video, maybe that's we think that's, that's going to be our best performing audience because they're watching three quarters of our video. That's a pretty engaged person, right? Well, I was just talking to somebody the other day. Their best performing audience was a lookalike of the three-second video view. And I was like, what? what? Like That doesn't make any sense. And they're like, yeah, we tested them all. And this was our best performing one. And so that's another, another reason why we want to be testing this stuff.
0: That is incredible. I think I've said this before on another episode, but I recently did a promotion and the best Facebook ads, like the most successful, highest converting Facebook ads were all using the retargeting audience from our Facebook lives. So yeah. I am a huge fan of this strategy
1: it's i'm calling it sort of like the one two punch like number one facebook loves when we do facebook live right? right our our reach is that much higher it's a lot more engaging we get a lot of engagement on it well then the second part of that of that one two punch is then facebook really likes it when we give them money to promote that facebook live that we did on your you know on our page and so it's an opportunity to build a whole other list if you will to target very quickly Because you can do a video, boom, in a few minutes, and then right away, you can start building that engagement audience based on however long we want to set that up for. And again, just as a quick tip there, I would be setting up multiple audiences when you're setting up that engagement. But it's very easy to do. No pixel involved. Just got to do the video and boom, away you go.
0: And then you're out. I like it.
1: Again, this is another rabbit hole that we can go down as far as like how to retarget people based on how long they watch your video. But again, it really comes down to testing here. Because logically, we would think, all right, if somebody's watching only 25% of my video, well, they probably need some more warming up. Maybe they weren't into the content, or maybe they're not into us. So that's an opportunity for us to retarget them with with more free content, for example. Versus if somebody's watching 75% or 95% of our video, well, we would think that they're very engaged and they're very likely to take the next action which might be a webinar registration go right to a or or an inexpensive sale or something like that. So again, this comes down to different strategies that we want to test out for how we want to retarget based on how long people are watching the video.
0: Okay, so that actually reminds me of yeah. something that we were going to talk about and I almost forgot. I know we haven't done a lot with this. You haven't and I haven't yet, but there's this new feature where you can retarget the activity on your Facebook page. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about that. We won't go down that. That could be... <laughs> go- we could do a whole different that That's show. a whole episode yeah. right there. I, we're coming up with all these different episodes for you guys. So don't worry. We'll, we'll yeah, do so- some of these. But talk to me about that.
1: So in the audiences section, just like we just like we're going to the video engagement there, one of the options is called page. And so this is where you can build audiences of people who are engaging with your Facebook page. So anybody who visited your page... People who engage with any post or an ad. And I'm just reading, I'm just looking, I just pulled it up here. People who clicked any call to action button, people who sent a message to your page, people who saved your page or any post. What this, I think, that, not, not, I think, like this whole trend of engagement that Facebook is focusing on engagement has really been building over the past several months. Like this is a really big focus for them. And, you know, we've all been, over the past few years, the engagement on our page has dropped. You know, our content doesn't reach as many people unless we're doing, you know, Facebook Live and, and video and so forth. This is another opportunity for us to leverage getting content on our Facebook page and getting people to see it. Because again, we can build audiences of people who are engaging with our content. So again, if we're doing Facebook Lives, this is another opportunity to build these engagement audiences. And again, this is all retargeting. So because people have visited our Facebook page, we can turn around and show them an ad that's relevant to our content.
0: Again, with no pixel needed.
1: Exactly. Bonus. (laughs) Yeah. Always (laughs) always better with no pixel.
0: Always a bonus. (laughs) Okay. So it kind of reminds me in high school and in college, anything that didn't include math, I thought was the greatest strategy in the whole world. And I feel like pixels remind me of how I feel about math. Not my favorite topic. Really? No. And Hobie and Cade are math whizzes. And I am not.
1: Can I share something that you don't, that you don't know about me? Tell me now. <laughs> I bought this book on Amazon last year. I'm, <laughs> and Amy, I'm embarrassed
0: for you already. Amy, I Amy, just Amy, know. Amy, my
1: wife was like, wait, is that real? Did, you, did you really just do that? I bought like a Algebra 1 textbook.
0: Why in the world would you ever want to do I,
1: that? Yep. I love that stuff. <gasps> I love it. This it's is like where we it's, really it's, differ. It's good for my brain. Now, granted, people are like, Rick, you keep saying you're not a technical person. I am not a technical person. I really don't, you know, like, I am not a techie person. But when it comes to like algebra or like physics, <sighs> oh, love stop that talking.
0: Stuff. I'm. I might stop you being know.
1: your friend next time. Next time we get together, I'm going to bring the text. Please
0: don't. Let's all try to get Rick a life. Moving everybody. on. <laughs>
1: Moving on. The final. I'm, I got question. the big L up on. my seriously. Right now.
0: I cannot believe you right now. The <laughs> final question is from Aaron, and Aaron says: After someone views a blog post with the Pixel, how long do you have to target them with an ad?
1: Mm, you have up to 180 days, essentially. So you get to set these audiences up. So when you go in and set that retargeting audience up, you get to put how many days that audience is for. And what I mean by that is you can do one day up to 180 days. So let's just say we have, I don't know, a seven-day audience. Well, that's kind of, think of it as a rolling seven days. It's always in the most recent seven days. So if I set up a retargeting audience today, and I put seven days in there... So once my pixel is placed and the audience starts building, now I'm retargeting people who have visited my blog posts within the past 7 days. And it's always within the most recent number of days. So what I'd recommend that people do is set up multiple audiences, like a and again, this is going to differ depending on what type of business that you have and the amount of traffic that you're getting, but I like to do like a 7-day, a 14-day, a 30-day, maybe a 60-day, you know, and create these different audiences so that you can test out which one is converting the best for you. But as far as how long do you have to target them with an ad, you set that up when you're when you're setting up re- your retargeting audience up to one hundred eighty days.
0: Perfect. Holy cow, we just covered a lot.
1: We talked we talked a lot. This yeah. is one of
0: my longest episodes. Good thing it is full of tons of value. <laughs> So before we wrap up, we don't have a freebie for this episode because what I wanted to do is send you to a very specific article that Rick has continuously updated as Facebook pixels have changed. It's called the complete guide to the Facebook ads pixel. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash one, six, three, It will link you directly to this awesome article, and it's been recently updated. It is fantastic. You're going to want to bookmark it. And Rick, thanks so much for creating it.
1: Absolutely. I'm still updating it, actually, because Facebook's updating so quickly. Right. I'm literally still in the process of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go in there and be like, wait, Rick, this is this change recently. It's getting it's getting updated and full transparency. I'm building a retargeting audience of that article. And I have been for a few years now.
0: Nice. So very (laughs) smart. Yeah. So Rick, tell people where they can find out more about you beyond the complete guide to Facebook Ads Pixel.
1: (laughs) The Art of Paid Traffic podcast and my website. The podcast, I have so much fun with it. We talk about all things online advertising and paid traffic and how to grow your business using paid traffic. And of course, we cover a lot on... I would say probably a good 75% probably of the content is Facebook ads related in some way. It's but fantastic. then we cover all kinds of other things like YouTube ads and copywriting and you know Instagram and all this other all this, you know every, everything else when it comes to paid traffic. We cover it on the Art of Paid Traffic and then also rickmulready.com is my website, which when this comes out, no, I think, yeah, I think shortly after this episode comes out, the new redesign and the rebrand will be live.
0: So exciting. And Rick and I yes. use the same person to rebrand ourselves, which is yep. really cool, Rick, because episode number 160, I did a whole thing about how I rebranded and redid my website. And I talked about these huge mistakes I made along the way. Although I gave a huge shout out to Jessica Ray, who we both totally love and she did our website. So you guys can learn more about that in episode 160. And hopefully, will they see your new website when they in about three weeks, Rick?
1: Mm, Not quite. Maybe not. Give them a little more time. Shortly after that. Okay,
0: perfect. Well, thanks again for being here, Rick. I truly appreciate it. And I can't wait to hear you come back on the show again.
1: Absolutely. Always a blast. Thank you so much.
0: Bye, guys. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.